I'm Aaron. This is Paul. And I am Andrew. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hello, sir. Good morning. You know, I have uh, been on a rewatch kick lately. And okay. uh, I uh, I have rewatched Captain America. Okay. I have rewatched uh, The Avengers and, you know, Captain America, Winter Soldier and Avengers uh, Age of Ultron and um, Captain America Civil War. Uh, you know, kind of going through, you know, certain movies on, on the MCU timeline in movie order. And uh, I, I've come across a couple of things like have you on uh, Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. They have the actual MCU timeline as a selection, so you can watch everything in order. And they, right. they it's not just the movies, it's the TV shows and, and what have you. Uh, there is a, a short film, which I'm assuming is perhaps a DVD extra uh, on one of the discs, but it is uh, called All Hail the King with Ben Kingsley. Have you yeah, all seen this? I think that was on, I don't know, it, yes, it was one of those DVD um you know, I, did, I think it was like an, an an Iron Man three bonus feature, but yeah. uh, it is really good. I, I was, I, you know, most of those little extras that they shot, you know, uh, there's a couple with like Phil Coulson are fine, but they're not really um, particularly interesting. But this one was really good. It, it's, you know, the Ben Kingsley character in prison and uh, a, a an assassination attempt on him. I, it's 13 minutes long. It's a really interesting story. And, you know, what it does is it has the real Mandarin after you know, <laughs> Ben Kingsley's character, but they never reveal who the real Mandarin is. And, you know, they talk about the Ten Rings, so I'm guessing this ties into Shang-Chi. Yes. It's, well, ish, right? I mean, I, I don't yeah. even think, <clears throat> excuse me, Shang-Chi was even, you know, like in production at that time. Eye. Yeah. But I think they, they, if I remember correctly, it was kind of like a, hey, just so you're not pissed at us. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't there the real Mandarin. Real, yeah, there is a real Mandarin out there. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I, I was like super taken taken by it. But I am in the process of rewatching Black Widow. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I thought it was pretty forgettable when I saw it before. But watching it in the story timeline versus the you know, when the movies were released, yeah. uh, it really fits in nicely in that space. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it quite a bit. Yeah. I think one of the, the downsides of the black widow movie was the fact that she was dead right. uh, by the time we got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, us, uh, um, yeah, well, and it came out during COVID, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it, I, I, I can't remember if it went straight to Disney plus. It did. I, yeah. I think it was simultaneous. It's, that's right. I, was I seem to recall there was a lawsuit about how ScarJo got screwed over on box office. Right. Yeah. I seem to recall that being a thing. Yeah. So, because yeah. she felt like releasing it simultaneously hurt the box office, which, which of she course was, it did. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I didn't go to the box office. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't see it. In theaters. Hide a COVID. Um, I went to see it in theaters, but I'm crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> You know, I had an interesting rewatch yesterday. Aaron. I did you watch Pump Friction? <laughs> Pump Friction. <laughs> well, yeah, but only only a few minutes at a time. So, <laughs> um, you know, I rewatched the movie. This is not comic. Well, ish comic adjacent. Red State. Oh yeah. So With the Kevin you know, Smith film. yeah, the Kevin Smith yeah. film. So if anyone doesn't remember, Red State was basically Kevin Smith. He had just done Zach and Miri make a porno and cop out and both of them bombed at the box office. He had this other idea, this dark, what he was calling horror movie. Um, no one would finance it. 
he basically got some private investors, got a four million dollar budget, produced it, you know, did it himself like the original clerks. Um, and instead of selling it, he took it on a road show. And I saw it at one of those road shows back in 2011. And I did not care for it. Mm-hmm. I also, you know, it, it was also tainted for me because Kevin Smith was there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I really don't like watching Kevin Smith live because everyone just kind of kisses his ass gushes that, over yeah. gushes over and i'm like uh and, and he loves it and i'm like oh, jesus christ like how many how many people are going to go up there and say oh i want to fuck you kevin smith um <laughs> it was just aggravating to me so anyway was there? <laughs> so like everyone who walks up to the microphone just fucking loves them some kevin smith like he's the second coming okay um and so it left a bad taste in my mouth but I, but for some reason, I was in the mood to rewatch this movie, Red Stick. Give it another shot. And I think it's partially because I came across some reference to it recently that it had an alternate ending um, that kind of went balls to the wall crazy. I'm like, yeah, let me let me give that movie a shot. I will tell you, that movie is actually really quite good. Um, you know, so for anyone who's not familiar with the movie, it's about this kind of like Westboro church kind of right. crazy cult um that that except they you know they go hardcore like violent like murdering anyone right. they consider a homosexual kind just of thing just like westboro yeah just like westboro <laughs> and these and it's very hostile in that it's a the mood like the movie hostile in that they're it's a group of guys they feel like they're you know about to spend the night partying but they get kidnapped by this church and it ends up being very horrible but it also ties into this atf agent played by john goodman when he his first like real serious role um and you know kind of it it kind of coincides with the atf storming the compound at the same time as these guys are there and it's it's actually really really good and i i I was shocked at how much i enjoyed it Mm. um and i was like oh i am glad i revisited this it is probably the last Kevin Smith film that I can say that was actually good. Um, You know, I think that Kevin Smith in this day and age is not so much. I I, I would not uh, recommend him as a theater movie director, you know, mm -hmm. for films released in a movie theater, but I could see him getting a Netflix deal, you know, and doing doing things. Kevin Smith is that he has, gone into the one trick pony of I'm going to, you know, you know, this is what my fans want. I'm right. just going to keep producing stories like what my fans want. And I think Clerks that's what 12. I appreciate Clerks 12, you know, he's, they are genuinely doing another mall rats. Uh-huh. And I think that's one of the things I appreciated about this movie is that, huh, this is actually different. Um, yeah. You know, it, it does not have the same type of humor. It does not have the same type of, well, you, you know, know I'll, stuff. I'll it, say was, it was good. Jersey girl isn't a terrible movie. I actually like Jersey Girl, but I, I like know, that. Right? I mean, it's fine. It is. It is not nearly as saccharine as most rom coms are. Um, it, it's actually a fairly good film. Uh, fairly. I, I mean, I, I, it's not a movie I'm going to seek out, but I'm not going to turn it off if it if it you know shows up on the TV. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a bad movie. Now, obviously, we've seen the cut where you know. Uh, who is it? Who's is it? Jennifer Lopez who's cut out of the film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know where it's been trimmed. So I've not seen the director's cut or whatever. But you know, it's not an awful movie, and I like George Carlin in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I I think that movie gets bagged on a lot just because of Jennifer Lopez. But uh, you know, the whole J Lo thing and uh, Jay Fleck or whatever they were calling them at the time. Uh, what were they calling them? <laughs> ben? No. No. They, Jennifer. 
Benefer. Benefer. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. Wow. It took me a second. Yeah, uh, well, I'm here for your uh, pop culture uh, I callbacks there. Appreciate that, Andrew. You're welcome. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I think he's a really good writer, you know, uh, for the most part. Uh, particularly in pop culture references, is there's almost a Dennis Miller esque sort of quality to uh, his uh, his dialogue. I would love to see somebody else directing that. You know, yeah. I, I think that I think that would be. I, I think I would appreciate that more. I don't appreciate him as a director. You know, he didn't know how to move the camera for 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 crying out loud. Well, well no, I will say that's the thing I like about uh, Red State is there was some imaginative camera stuff mm-hmm. to it and you know i was surprised i had forgotten i remembered that john goodman was in it but i had forgotten some of the other actors in it and it's got a pretty decent cast for yeah you know a, a low budget kevin smith film it's got michael parks it's got nicholas braun from succession before he was really a thing yeah um kyle gallner i mean it was i was like ah, i, I, I confess, find myself enjoying this much more than i expected i confess uh, i've seen the movie i find it rather forgettable it, I, I can see seen. that but i will say it is probably not to get political here on Funny Books with Aaron and Polly, it is probably more prevalent than oh, than it yeah. was back in 2011. Now, yeah, no, I I, I get that, and in fact, I, I thought that's exactly what you were going to say when you brought up uh, yeah. Red State, but yeah, so it's I don't know, I know it's it's out of out of you know, it's just kind of I'm I'm in that phase where I'm I'm trying to figure out what the next thing I'm going to watch is because I finished Reacher season two. Oh yeah. I started yeah. Masters of of the Air on Apple Plus. Have the not first started episode, it yet, but it's on well the list. produced, just a little slower paced than I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, you know, I'm going to continue with it. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll see if I stick with it. It's it's okay. it's beautifully done. Uh, well, it's I, just kind of like, hmm, this is a little. Uh, they they really spend a long time to do everything in this show, yeah. <laughs> kind of Let, thing. Let's pause for a moment because you 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 sped past the important element. What'd you think of Reacher season two? You know. Oh. People have really been harp. Well, I shouldn't say people. I read an article that said Reacher had officially jumped the shark. This is oh. worse than, um, you know, it's turned into Fear the Walking Dead and it's garbage. And people what? are, at, you know, I I, I, I I don't know what site this article was on, but yeah. it was like a legitimate site. They were like, Reacher has officially reached Fear the Walking Dead bad. And I'm like, oh, shit. And that was before I'd even started it because I waited till it was all out to, to watch right. it. I thought Reacher season two was better than Reacher season one. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought, I, you know, I think people were, took issue with Reacher kind of being introduced to a team and, um, you know, having a love interest and some of those things that, you know, Reacher's used to, you know, people were in the first season used to Reacher being a loner, but I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was very entertained. I mean, I, I do think there is, there are a couple of ridiculous moments uh, but I thought they were fun, yeah. uh, you know, like where he's one arm holding the uh, gurney with uh, his girlfriend on it, dangling from the helicopter <laughs> as it climbs into the sky. You uh, but you know one- what? That's the climax. That's the big uh, the big ending battle. It's, it's got to be a little ridiculous. <laughs> I was just like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> OK. <laughs> And, you know, she's climbing up, and I'm like, that sheet wouldn't hold. They don't make the beds that well on gurneys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I will say the TV show runs pretty true to the book. So, you know, if you – if you someone who is objecting to uh, how Reacher is depicted in the TV show, uh, you know, then you, you don't like the, the, the story that it's based on. Yeah. 
in fact, you know, from the first season, the only change that they made uh, was his friend, his uh, friend Neely. You know, what I'm talking about yes. the, the sergeant. I think um, mm-hmm. she was not in the first book, uh, and so they they brought her in to you know, I guess, yeah. provide okay. somebody else to talk to. But yeah. uh, anyway, I like I her just, character. I mean, I, think she I do too. I'm glad. I thought she was a good addition. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I dug the show. I dug the show. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Reacher. And they're, they've already, I think they've already started production on season, yeah, on three. season three. Yeah. Yeah. They've you know, already announced um, what, which book it's based on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I know we talked about this on the podcast or maybe we didn't, uh, you know, Amazon is Amazon has really invested in the, you know, people kind of take offense to this term, but it's like the dad, the dad action, yeah. tv shows because uh-huh. you've got reacher and you've also got the terminalist starring chris pratt and and um jack ryan and jack ryan and, and things like that and you know they're but they've announced that you know in addition to we're getting a season two of the terminalist like a prequel right starring chris pratt and taylor kitch um john carter's taylor kitch that's right um but we're also maybe getting it'll a just sequel. be john carter maybe it'll be chris pratt and john carter Right. That's all we yeah. want, really. <laughs> um, but we're also getting a Rainbow Six movie with uh, Michael oh, B. Really? Jordan, a sequel to that without remorse movie. Ooh. Uh, so I like, the, I like the idea. Rainbow Six is one of my favorite Tom Clancy books. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm you know, I think uh, well, for, for people of a cer- for dudes of a certain age like us, Amazon is, is scratching that itch. <laughs> now, with you know, you're watching some shows on Prime right now. How are you enjoying those commercials they've added in? I paid the $3. I didn't give a Did fuck. You? I'm like, I am not even going to, you know, I, I was like, I should dispute this just based on principle. But the second a commercial pops up, I know Jen's going to click the button to to buy uh-huh. ad free. So I just went ahead and did it because <laughs> I know Jen, she did it with Hulu one day. Yeah. And I, I saw, you know, this charge of my credit card. I'm like, what's this random charge from Hulu? She's like, oh, I upgraded us to ad free because <laughs> I, I couldn't stand it. So she I knew she was going to do it. She did it for both of you, Paul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, when they announced that for Prime, I'm like, well, let's just see. And sure enough, I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead and upgrade because this, <laughs> this, this is obnoxious. But you know what sucks about it is that Amazon, one of the things I appreciate about Amazon Prime, and some people don't do this, but for me, I just do the annual Amazon yeah, Prime same. renewal. Yeah, same. But yeah. now I've got a freaking $3 a month charge. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Repeating charge. Yeah, which mm. I, I don't care for that. No. Yeah. I know it's only three dollars, but it's it's the principle. It's irritating. <laughs> it's thirty six dollars a year, sir. Yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. to not watch commercials. That's right. And, but you know, I see Peacock doing that as well. Like everyone's kind of doing it now, and it's you know, it's well, it's all after writers' strike. Yeah. Notice, you know, they're having to pay more money to actors, so they gotta they gotta come and get more money from us because God knows they're not gonna pay for it. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> part of it certainly, but even before. For the writer strike, I feel like some streaming services were doing this, and it's because. I, and I'm curious, what do you think brings in more money to the streamer? The three dollars a month that everyone's paying to avoid commercials, or the ad revenue that the uh, the, the advertiser is paying to the streaming service? I wonder how the math works on that. I have no idea. Huh? I'm sure yeah. someone's done that math, but I wonder. You know, I would think that if you are uh, an advertiser, you would get annoyed that you're competing against the, you know, essentially network that you're advertising on mm-hmm. to people for people to buy their way out of your ads. Well, I assume the advertiser is paying 
per for every time their ad runs, maybe I don't know if on the same account, different account, not sure, but every time their ad runs, they're probably paying so many, you know, pennies, right? Right. Uh, they're not paying a flat fee for the advertising since it's variable how many people are going to see it, I would think. Right. Uh, so I wonder how many, like like three bucks to avoid all ads for a month versus what an advertiser pay for those commercials that you sit through. I, I'm just very curious. if, if I feel like if I was the streamer, I'd make sure that the people three, paying $3 a month were at, was a greater profit margin sure. than what I'm Absolutely. losing on, on the, the streaming app. And if I don't imagine it is. Yeah, that $3, yeah. It, you know, I bet you they could probably do it for a buck fifty a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the $3 a month, you know, is is profit. Yeah. There's yeah, no I, way that $3 a month is break even. Yeah. It depends no. how much, partially how much you watch, right? The more you yeah. watch, obviously, the more ad revenue they're losing. So they probably figure out what the average, you know, the yeah. average viewer watches per month. Yeah. Huh. Well, I know we're doing, you know, we, we, well, welcome to logistics. Yeah, ad- advertising, Wait, advertising logistics. Extreme, you know what yeah. we need? We need that. Uh, remember that commercial lawyer that we had on years ago, Aaron? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we needed to, to to discuss this with us. Was that his was name a Jeff lawyer. something? Yeah. yeah, he was an IP yeah. lawyer. Uh, yeah. An IP lawyer. Yeah. He he'd done the Spawn case. Uh, what yeah. was his name? Um, Jeff something. Yeah. Jeff something. He was in St. Louis. Um, at Jeff least at something time. attorney at law. <laughs> Jeff something attorney <laughs> at law. Well, he'd worked at a big firm. He just opened his own practice. It was like a brick house or stone yard or something like that. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, anyway, anyway, moving on. Well, you know, Suzanne asked me what we were going to talk about today. And I said, oh, economics. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're not wrong. That's right. If self-fulfilling prophecy, as they say. But you know, since we're talking about streaming stuff, we haven't really had a chance to talk about Echo yet uh, yeah, from Disney you know, Plus. When I was going in to watch Echo, I watched it the week it dropped. Um, all the all the press on it, as we mentioned on the funnies a couple of weeks ago, um, all the press on it was negative. You know, this show sucks. Yada yada yada. And, you know, all people talking about a show that hadn't released yet. Right. And, you know, I watched it and I enjoyed it rather a lot. I mean, I don't think it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I thought it was very entertaining. I'm I'm dying to hear what you guys have to say. It was better than Moon Knight. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've talked about how I haven't really watched any Marvel Disney Plus show in a while, but um, I I, I agree. It's better than Moon Knight. And honestly, I would put it. Yeah, you know, breaking up each season of a show into you know into different categories, mm-hmm. I would put it in the top five of what's yeah. on um, you know Disney Plus as far as Marvel shows, and and that's to say it's not excellent, but I think the length is good. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, it's you know oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I I loved that it was what five episodes six five or six five yeah. I think. And, and they were not forty five minutes or an hour no. each. Yeah, they were all I mean, like within between thirty and forty really. It, the it, it felt like it was appropriate to the story. And really, mm-hmm. my only complaint about the show is that the character was just sort of grim and gritty the entire time that we never got she to was. see her crack or smile or tell a joke. I Not actually, the very last scene. Yeah. Yeah. As I was watching this with my wife, I kept like when she went back to her hometown was seeing all these people who obviously loved and cared for her. And she uh-huh. was kept that kind of that that angry uh, wall uh-huh. up. I kept turning my wife like, you think she at least smile at them <laughs> like these people right. she hasn't seen in, in maybe 10 years. Yeah. Who obviously have missed her. You think she'd at least give them a smile. But no, nope, uh-huh. nope, not. Till yeah, the end. I mean, th- and that's always my objection to those kinds of stories, because even in our darkest moments, humans laugh 
and tell jokes and, you know, they may be off color, you know, they may be dark jokes, but you know, that's, that's what humans do. Yeah. And so, you know, for her to be so one note, and I'm not blaming the actor, I'm blaming the writing the for her to be maybe. so one note just doesn't ring true to me in terms of, uh, who people are, but I loved the representation. You know, she's, she, she is a disabled uh, person. Uh, she is a uh, native American. She is hearing impaired. I mean, I just, I, the, the, just, I loved it. I thought the I, representation was terrific, but I feel like I'm going to say something that, Oh, you know, Paul's about to get canceled. Yep. I, basically. Um, and I don't yep. mean it in a, and, and I just want to clarify, you know, I don't mean it that it's, I don't mean this in a canceled kind of format, um, <laughs> but I feel like Kingpin sold the show. Oh, no, I agree. I, I mean, feel um, like, you I, know, don't I think... feel like the absence of Kingpin would make this show really not. It, 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 Kingpin elevated the show to another level with his acting and his presence and how it tied into the larger, uh-huh. you know, Defenders plotline. I feel like in the absence of that, it still wouldn't be a bad show, but he definitely elevated it. Well, and just well, a little mm-hmm. bit of Daredevil helped, too. Yeah. Well, you know, Marvel movies, Marvel television shows for me, a lot of times their their value, their quality is determined a lot by the quality of the villain that the hero is facing oh, yeah. off mm-hmm. against. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're fighting a formless hole in the sky, not that good of a movie. And right. yeah, no, I agree. Vincent D'Onofrio was was fantastic as Kingpin. I was a little worried after his uh, uh, show at when he showed up in the Hawkeye series. Uh, and I think, you know, thinking back about it, why was he wearing that dumb dumb hawaiian shirt when he was on the hawkeye series i don't know that they ever explained it (laughs) he was in new york (laughs) the man's never on vacation in new york at christmas time uh well now he's going to be the mayor of new york i right spoilers yeah no i liked how they set up uh what was the name of that that plot line that that series in in the the books uh um i know what you're talking about i don't recall where he went when when he was mayor devil's reign i think yes that's it devil's reign uh yeah no i love that he was back to his original netflix daredevil self Uh, i love how he's tightly controlled right up until the second until he loses his shit and goes crazy um and I loved how well, he just kept how, giving chances, kept giving chances, kept giving chances uh, until finally there were no more chances to give. Yeah, I loved how dangerous he felt. Oh, you yeah. Know, without coming in and crushing your skull, you know, you see him, you know, walk into the front yard and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he shows up with DoorDash and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. Hey, I brought dinner. <laughs> no, man, no. Why? Don't eat that. <laughs> Anything but that. <laughs> He's just I, such a great presence. Vincent, I, I mean, you. you know, we, we talked about this when we were salad. <laughs> <laughs> when we had our um, what if we were writing the Marvel Universe? I think you know, a few of us suggested, you know, pivot, pivot to Kingpin as your big bad for for yeah. this upcoming phase. It and seems like they are. It, it feels like they are, at least from the television perspective. But him being the mayor of New York, it would be foolish if they only addressed that in the Daredevil TV show. I'm really hopeful that they bring that into the movie somehow. I think well, they should bring it into the next Spider-Man. Agreed. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anything on the street level. I don't want to see, you know, Kingpin mixing it up with with Thor or anything. But uh, yeah. But hey, if he to... outlaw, well, I mean, we've already had the outlaw move, you know, mar- you know, heroes in the movies with the Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there will be some. I want to see a street level, you know, him going after the quote unquote vigilantes like uh, like Daredevil and, and you know, Spider-Man. Punisher. 
you know, where, you know, the, the Avengers are the good guys. Oh, yeah, Punisher, definitely. You know, the Avengers are the good guys that are, you know, saving the world. But these street-level maniacs are, you know, no better than serial killers, right? Yeah. I like to see that type of uh, uh, take on it. But hopefully. Hopefully we'll see it. But, yeah, Echo, I mean, for... It is well, a very fast watch. It is, like I said, each episode is between 30 and 40 minutes. I think there's one that's a little longer. Um, but that's including credits, which are at the beginning of the show in this one. Yep. And, you know, or, you know, beginning, you know, the title sequence and the ending credits, which is probably like five minutes per episode. Mm-hmm. So it is a very quick watch. And I enjoyed learning more about Choctaw mythology. I assume it was accurate. Uh, there was, yeah. they, they mentioned they had help from from the nation. In, yeah. The background, it, but but you know one of my favorite characters they introduced in the show was it got to be biscuits. <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> Talking about the goofy sidekick who uh, knows uh-huh. nothing. Love yeah. me some biscuits, especially that last episode where uh, there's the two van full of uh, of you know kingpins hitters. Right. And he's like, I don't have a gun. I've got something better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was uh-huh. a good show, and I and I enjoyed the uh, the product placements of the Choctaw casinos. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a good show. I I, I enjoyed it. I don't, you know, just know that there's a lot of haters out there on the internet and uh, who I don't think watch the show. Uh, Yeah. They just don't like representation. Yeah. Well, well, you know, and as little, uh, we mentioned earlier about how little uh, echo emotes, how um, little Maya emotes, but you know, the surrounding cast around her, there are so many, I mean, her her mother, uh, her mother's ex uh, who Uh runs the uh, pawn store. Love her mother's horny ex. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen her? Come on. Oh yeah. I get it. I get it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, natural there. So no, and I, the, the, the the kind of shady guy who runs the skating rink, love him running the skating rink. I I think I loved almost everything that was set in the skate rink. Yeah. I I think I loved almost everything there. I was like, this is a great setting. And I'm like, future, future game for, uh, for, uh, 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 little child shall eat them. I'm thinking, you know, roller, roller zombies gotta be the way to go. Well, and Maya's like, like, why, why are you here? He's like, why wouldn't I be here? This place is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it was good. All right. Well, you know, uh, after the funnies, uh, that August affair, uh, you guys were going to sit down and read Vicious Circle, at least issue one, maybe issue two. So I'm very, very curious. What did you guys think? Well, before we go into this, Andrew, I just want to oh, clarify oh. because you are, uh-huh. yeah, you are, you are paper. You know, you're, you're, you're still reading comics on paper like it's, yes. like like it's an 2003 yeah. or something <laughs> like it's 15 years ago. Um, did you read issue two yet? Uh, yes, I've read issue two. OK, just wanted to clarify. Aaron, did you read issue two? No, I've only read issue one. Oh, all right. Oh. So no, no spoilers that's, for issue two, then. That's not an indictment of my uh, appreciation of the book. It's right. just that I would ra- I think I'm going to wait and buy it in trade. Because uh, that's, that's how much I enjoyed it. Not a bad idea. And well, in the physical copy, and, and Paul may not realize, it is an atypical size. It's like eight and yeah. a half by eleven mm-hmm. uh, size book. Uh, it's like a magazine. It's like you're picking up a Time magazine. Yeah. Uh, sub skinnier. Yeah, so, you get that digitally as well. It's it's kind of a you know you see this in the DC Black Label books as well because they're kind of this prestige format. Um, you know, unusual size. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it doesn't fill up the iPad screen. It's kind of like letterboxed on top and bottom. Yeah, got it. Yeah, but it's a number one. It's a gorgeous book. Lee oh. Bermeo just kills killing it. it. In fact, killing it. I'm, 
I'm 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 looking at some of the artwork and it is so photorealistic. I'm like, did he take pictures <laughs> and just art over them? I mean, it almost has kind of like a uh, a Ralph Bakshi sort of sort of that uh, uh, rotoscope feel to it. You know, yeah. just on how perfect the guys are illustrated. Um, but I, 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 and I don't mean to, to say that to diminish the work. It's just, he is so photorealistic in the way he draws. It's well, crazy. It's crazy. A, you know, it's just a small panel. It's, it's, you know, after he finds his hurt, you know, the, the person in the basement, he's rushed him to the hospital. It, it, there's that picture of his pickup truck in the uh-huh. bottom right corner. The sun is glinting off like the front right part of the hood and the dust right. is kicking up behind the tires and you can see like the motion from the trees how these kind of blur them it's it's i don't know how you draw like that honestly. yeah it's, it's wildly cinematic phenomenal uh, art yeah I, I i love the artwork i love the story uh the story is very compelling uh i there was there was a lot of drama in, in the first issue the book that i read uh available uh through comiXology unlimited so if you're a subscriber it's available to you it's 3.99 well it's included in the cost of your there membership. you go there you yeah. go but uh, I I very much enjoyed it. I love the choice he had to make, uh, you know, in that first issue to chase uh, the bad guy, and it, it's just it, it's heart wrenching the 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 first issue. I I dug it quite a bit. How about you, Paul? I really enjoyed it. You know, to your point, I think the art by Lee Bermejo is is fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it is so fantastical. Um, yeah, there, there's a and Andrew's already kind of talked about the the twist in in the first issue um, because it it, it kind of reads like this weird murder or you know horror, horror thing at first. More, yeah, exactly. And then it turns into this hardcore sci-fi adventure. Um, I don't feel like the second issue was quite as good as the first. Um, still beautiful art, but I think I don't know. For me, I, I thought it was almost a little like I feel like sometimes books that tend to books like this that tend to have like multiple time jumps in the same book. And it's a little like clustery crazy. Right. I don't love that. Um, I'm not a fan of that. And visually it's spectacular, but I feel like, okay, there's like too much going on. I I understand comics are a visual medium. Totally okay with that. But it it almost feels like, Oh God, I can't like, it's so chaotic. I I don't, I've lost the, I've lost the plot. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's still strong. I just feel like the first issue was a bit stronger. Um, but it, it's an interesting story, you know, at a three issue series. Um, I think that's probably a good length. Yeah. Because hopefully we'll get a beginning, middle, and end. Well, I think that maybe when you, you find maybe that middle issue, that second issue, a little compelling, is because you're reading the the interstitial part, right? You have the exactly. great opening that introduces everybody. Then you have the middle. Uh, and then in the third episode, we will hopefully get a uh, third issue. We'll hopefully get a you know satisfying climax and conclusion to the story. Yeah. That, that, well, and that also some good twists enjoy. in the second issue, too. Right. You know, some, some interesting twists to the storyline, um, you know, and, and how, what you thought things were and what they actually are kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it is it is a well done series. Um, I'm not, you know, obviously Lee Bermejo is the is is, um, you know, a superstar artist. He's done a bunch of Batman stuff with Brian Azzarello and Lex Luthor book. He's the guy who drew the bat penis years ago. That was really <laughs> controversial. I did not realize he was the guy who did bat penis. Yeah, he's the guy who did bat penis. <laughs> um, I'm not familiar with the writer, Matson Tomlin, but uh, 
you know, it, it, it's it's it is a well written written well written well written well drawn book. On the show, everybody. Yeah. Well, uh, but it, I, it, you know, the first issue was December. The second issue came out in January, so maybe the third issue will be monthly. Um, I, I think, if I remember correctly, I think it's maybe uh, it's either supposed to be the end of February or March. Uh, okay, so, so it's supposed to be fairly soon. Yeah. All right. Well, well that, I mean, for a book of this caliber, the fact that it's released so close together. You know, kind of surprising, but I'm happy for it because I do find that, you know, I kind of reference those DC dark label bo- or black label books. Not not always, um, you know, yeah, timely. it feels like sometimes timely. they're quarterly. Like, did we ever get yeah. the, have we even gotten the second issue of that Le- Death right. of Lex Luthor book? Well, yeah. my, my question for Aaron is, is he going to pick up the second issue or is he going to wait for free ninety nine? I'm going to wait for free ninety nine. No, that's right. You, that's right. You said that already. And I think but, that'll be a better way to read it. Uh, but, you know, I, here's how you sell the, this book. Good guy has the bad guy chained up in his basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you sell this book, because when when it's revealed that the bad guy is chained up in the basement and, you know, the the, the director was don't ever go downstairs. You can't go downstairs, son. Don't go dangerous. Dangerous downstairs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And of of course that kid's going to go downstairs. When I, I would love course. to know, I would love to get the wife. Uh, I mean, obviously she knew, right? He had confided in her what yeah. he really was, but uh-huh. I really would have liked to hear her talk to the son about the basement. I would like to uh-huh. have seen her take on it uh, a little bit. Um, but no, you know, the beginning, one of the things I loved about issue, the beginning of issue two is all the dinosaurs. I mean, Lee Bermejo yeah. can draw himself some spectacular dinosaurs uh, as they run around in the, uh, I guess the, I'm not sure what era that'd be. Paleolithic, maybe? Anyway. No. Um, I believe it's Jurassic. Uh, thank you. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad you guys both enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I'll have to ask Wayne. Yeah, good uh, suggestion. Andrew, good suggestion. Talk. Yeah. You know, we appreciate, yeah. See, you know, Paul, we appreciate when people recommend good things. That's Paul, right. this is how it's done. <laughs> hey, okay, hey. Just saying. Uh, Space I, man. That, Spaceman. That was like ten years ago. Wasn't it Starman? Was it Spaceman? I thought Spaceman. Starman. Spaceman. Spaceman. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, trust me. <laughs> I'd like to point out, I'm two for two. I'm two for two. I got She-Hulk. I got uh-huh, Vicious uh-huh. Circle. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. 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 Paul, but learn. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about one a little later on that I'm very curious to see what Aaron thought of it. But but before we get to that book. Let's talk about a book that I was very excited for um, to release last week, which was Ghost Machine Number One, which is the start of the new Jeff Johns creator-owned um, universe. Uh, you know, he he's writing about half of the books, but there are other writers like Brian, uh, excuse me, Brad Meltzer, Pete Tomasi, a couple of other writers, but superstar artists like Jason Fabok, Gary Frank, Brian Hitch, Ivan Francis Mandipol, Ivan Rice, um, and and this Ghost Machine book is i'm going to preface this by saying i'm not a big fan of books like this i did not realize the type of book i was picking up i saw that you guys you know i was at my my brick and mortar comic book store and i was looking at what you guys had posted in the chat what you had bought and i was like saw a ghost machine i was like oh yeah that's geiger i'll get that so i just picked it up and then when i went to read it i was like oh this is just like like five page previews of every upcoming series it's gonna be free on new comic book day i'm sure me (laughs) yeah, <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> exactly. And that's that what it reads like. It's one of those. If yeah. it reads like, "Hey, here's five page, a five page, five page preview of everything to come up in the first year of this this universe, new world." Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, but but it says Ghost Machine number one. Is that that implies there's going to be a Ghost Machine number two? Uh, yeah, well, but 
I don't know. I think it's just Ghost Machines, the company. And so I, I, maybe they'll do a, a preview book every year. But that uh, could be. Oh, uh, yeah. Good point. Could be. Like the yeah. or something. So uh, what, what, what did you guys think of it? Well, it depends on which short story I'm reading. Uh, you know, of course, the Geiger story. Uh, very interested. At, love Geiger. Love the love the talk of uh, you know uh, Simon Pure there talking with them. I also really like the one. My my second favorite one was Hyde Street, which I think is the last uh, one that they introduced in this book. Yeah, uh, with, horror, uh, yeah, with kind of thing. Jeff Johns and Ivan Rice. Uh, the art was fantastic. I loved. Uh, uh, the the fact that the kid is, is reading a copy of the Rockefellers, who's another, which is another Ghost Machine comic that's coming out. I actually uh, liked the Rockefellers, you know, mm-hmm. not to get on a side note, but the no, no, Francis Manipul Rockefellers, uh, you know, it's about this time traveling family in the current day. I I really quite enjoyed that. I, I thought it was fun in a way that the rest of the stories on the book aren't. They're a little more serious. serious. That one yeah. brought like a, a fun element to it. A little whimsy. Yes. A little bit of whimsy. Yeah. Was that your favorite preview out of the book, Paul? I would say visually, um, you know, it for me, it's it's probably like either Redcoat, which I loved Redcoat. I love that character. I cannot wait for Redcoat to come out. That was probably my favorite but book um, or piece. Um, probably Family Od- or Rockefeller second. I, I'm interested in Rook. I love Jason Fabok art. I don't, there wasn't enough meat on the bone yeah. in that preview to really get me excited for it. Hyde street. I, I'm a huge Ivan rice fan, right? Ivan rice yep. who wrote or who um, drew, drew infinity. What is, what was that book? Um, uh, Ivan, rice did, Ivan rice did uh, uh, a lot of the blackest night stuff. Yeah. Blackest night and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I love his art. I had to read that story twice to understand what what I was reading. But, what yeah, the hell no. was going on? Yeah, it was very. It wasn't the best pages to pick, I think, for your your get. Yeah, it was a little disjointed. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I got what? it on the what? second read, but I was like, ah, what what's happening here? It kind of feels like it kind of feels like a scene without a conclusion. Um, but I got it the second bit, and I think the book will be fine. I, it, it's just kind of the, the pages they chose, like you said. But I, I will say, you know, the book. It's hard to get excited about what's coming up with basically here's the short little bits that really don't do it. That don't mean anything to get you excited for for this universe. But with these creative teams, there's no way I'm not picking up the first issue of most of these titles. Yeah, I don't think I'm picking up the first uh, issue of Rook, uh, but I'm definitely going to pick up, you know, Geiger, Redcoat, um, uh, the Rockefellers, Hyde Street. Uh, I'm definitely getting those. I'm not sure about Hornsby and Halo. Yeah, that one was the weakest one for me. But Rook for me is is all about the Jason Fabok art. That dude is yeah. probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, modern day comic book artist with, yeah. you know, things like Three Jokers and the Dark Side War and, and books like that. So there, I, I have to book that one up just based on the art. Aaron, what, what what did you think? Which ones did you uh, uh, did tickle your interest there? So I'm conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you looked at that pull uh, that big picture of President Sarah Nash, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> where is she? Where yeah. is she in this book? I need more uh, Sarah Nash. I need more Sarah Nash. Um, first off, the Geiger story was a reprint. Yeah, so, which I have and, not seen before, but yeah, yeah. it was. And, and, you know, you all know how I feel about reprints in my new comic book day stuff. Um, <laughs> I hate to tell I, you this, but all those pages you read are probably going to be printed. In oh, the yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, but really what I'm conflicted about is 
we have been promised these stories for a very long time. Like two yeah. years, right? Two yeah. years? Yeah, two years. I, in fact, yeah. today I was looking back that, you know, two years ago they were promising Redcoat, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we've been, you know, chomping at the bit for Redcoat and, you know, it'll be here sometime. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that these books are actually coming out this year because I think the, the reason why – uh, it got punted down the down the field was because Jeff Johns had the big idea of including all these other people in Ghost Machine and let's hold off and launch all this crap at the same time right. to gain some some uh, some synergy. Direction. Right. Um, so, you know, I get that. I mean, launching a new comic book company is hard. And, you know, it's a lot different than just having like your own label, like a lot of the artists do at Image or a lot of the creators do at Image. He's actually trying to create a real life comic book company. I get it. But as a as a fan, I'm like, "Ah, you sure have been promising a lot for a long time that we haven't seen. Um, So that's that's my frustration. But I got to say, I uh, I thought the red coat pages looked great. Uh, I'm very I, I always love stories about immortals. You know, it's it's very Highlander esque. And the by the way, Henry Cavill cast in the new Highlander movie. Very excited about that. Um, um, we don't know yet. We just okay. know that he's in it. So, you know, yeah. it would not surprise me to find that he's the Kurgan. You know, as long <laughs> as this doesn't take away from his work on the Amazon Warhammer uh, sure. 40K stuff, I'm, I'm OK sure. with it. Yeah. yeah. Just but don't want the, to delay any of the Amazon stuff. Yeah. yeah. I know. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 Um, I, but I did. I enjoyed it. I, 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 I you know, I, I did not think I was going to enjoy the Rocketfellers, but I did wind up enjoying that quite a bit. Uh, so I, I think I'm pretty, uh, pretty down to buy the first issue of at least, you know, all of them. Um, I don't know. I, I you know, kind of like with Paul, I'm kind of had enough of Geiger. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, other I, than how it ties into the larger storyline, yeah. it's not it's just well, not connecting to. And I me. have to say, I'm not I, I kind of wish that the ghost machine timeline didn't include Geiger. Mm-hmm. I don't like the post apocalyptic uh, capper to it, particularly since uh, the setting for Geiger is so similar to a lot of other post-apocalyptic settings we've seen, in particular the Marvel Old Man Logan post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah, you know where, where yeah. everything's kind of set up, at, you know, where the United States are divided into territories and yada yada. And I'm like, you know, I kind of felt like Old Man Logan did it better. Yeah, I don't love Hot that. I, you know, I, I feel like, frankly, my issue with the timeline for this unnamed, you know, part of the universe is that Junkyard Joe uh-huh. is part of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, within five years, you know, Junkyard Joe ends at a beautiful, you know, happy mm-hmm. ending. You know, we, we, you know, we really enjoyed Junkyard Joe five years from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 it all goes to shit. And that like, makes me sad. It makes, yeah. you know, like. Now, you the know, only thing that the only thing that I find interesting about that is that, you know, Junkyard Joe survives into the into the apocalypse. Yeah. Right. And we're going to get but to those see kids that. Don't, point. And that's what makes me sad. Yeah. Well, fuck those kids. <laughs> hey, <laughs> those hey, kids. hey. <laughs> but, you know, okay. I, I so I'm, I'm kind of interested in that part of it. But I, I wish that if you were going to put a post apocalyptic setting out there, I wish it was further in the future. Because, you well, know, as we've seen. It's taken two years to get this stuff off the ground, you know, oh, yeah. so there there we're always going to be reading stories, you know, set prior to 2020, you know, just mm-hmm. to just to give stuff room to breathe. Yeah. So. You guys have read more Geiger than I have. Do we know who American Widow X is yet? Not yet. 
because I, I see this on this timeline, 1997, American Widow X has a revenge, and the name's ca- catching my interest. Yeah, yeah, and the monster is made. I don't know what that is either. Now, I will say there is a um, there is a story that Jeff Johns made in the there was like a book, like an image anthology book. Yeah. Um, it was just called like Image, <laughs> and uh, I, that may play into it. I don't know. Um. That may play into the whole monster thing. I, I I have to look up the name, but I you know I I think that may tie in and that may be part of it. Well, I you know I I thought it was a good demonstration. I I thought it was a little pricey for a preview book. Yeah, uh, particularly yeah. when we're going to get to see that get to pay for those pages again, which soon. I always it's, find frustrating. But we're going to get to pay for them again soon. Right. Yes, very soon. <laughs> soon. But and I also think it's going to be free on New Comic Book Day. I'm just predicting. It probably just will. saying. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing when I picked it up, I was like, oh, this is a pretty heavy book for four ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> and I started reading through it. I was like, oh, yeah. Now, I got to tell you, the best book I read this week was Trinity number one. And I know that this is full of reprints. I just didn't buy the book that the reprints were in. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I I freaking loved these stories. Uh, I, I am. I, I know that. uh Wayne has a rather dim view of um, the concept of this character uh, without having read any of the character, I'd like to say. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, he's been he's been burned too many times. But uh, <laughs> well, so his I, position I, again, is that uh, because all of this is future Trinity, you know, f- a future storyline. He's like, well, then the character doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. The stories that they're telling and particularly the, the, the relationship story of, you know, Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne and Trinity are fantastic. And each one of these stories takes place in an interval, you know, of Trinity's life. So Trinity as a baby, Trinity as a toddler, Trinity as a, 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 uh, mid teen, you know, and it just runs on and on. I freaking love this book. I love what it tells us about these characters. I love what it tells us about the relationship. The mm-hmm. artwork is great. The dialogue is outstanding. I loved everything about this book. I, I agree. Um, and, you know, I did pick up the Wonder Woman book. So, you know, the current Wonder Woman book by Tom King features mm-hmm. a lot of this back this back matter. It right. features a lot of the stories in this book as back matter. This just collects right. it and introduces a number of, of new stories. Um, so I appreciate Appreciated that aspect of it, but you know, Trinity is the daughter of um, Diana, Diana, and someone we don't yeah. know. We don't know who the who her father is. Right. Um, and I, you know, I think I don't know if that's going to be explored in the Wonder Woman book or in something else. But I, I will say, I love. I think the Trinity backup features are better than the main feature going on in the Wonder Woman book. In fact, if they just want to wait every three months and collect the back matter as separate Trinity <laughs> specials, then I could stop buying the Wonder Woman book. It's not bad, yeah. but it is, but for me, it is all about the backups um, featuring Trinity. She is, they are such a different feel mm-hmm. than the, the core book because the core book is hardcore serious. Wonder the Amazonians have been outlawed because one of them murdered a guy. And it's just, it's very, very serious and you know not a lot of happiness in the in the in the first part of the book and then you get to the trinity books or trinity stories and they're fun yeah they're humorous it's it it, frankly it does not feel like tom king is writing these 
because mm-hmm. um, they're so yeah, it just, does feel like a different voice, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know, Dan Jurgens or someone is writing. Yeah. Them. It, it does. You know, it's so different for Tom King. Well, um, and there is a bit he's got going on between Damien and John that I love. And it's oh, what know, the S stands for. Well, yeah, <laughs> because Damien keeps suggesting things that the S actually stands for on Jonathan's chest. And he's like, no, I think S is for stupid. It's not yeah. hope. It stands for stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what are they, brothers? <laughs> right. And, and, it's, and that's, you know, ultimately the, 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 the joy in this book is that Jonathan, you know, jo- obviously Jonathan's the oldest one. Damien, they've been best friends for years. You know, Trinity's introduced to, to this Trinity as as a child, and they are basically her babysitters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they 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 have this relationship where she's. You know, she's like their little sister because um, they already have that brotherly relationship. And, but she's like the little sister and they try to take care of her. But she's you see her in just these short stories kind of grow into her own, gain her personality um, and, and become this strong young woman. Because it, it the stories through this book go from from when she's very young to probably when she's, a, you know, a late teens. Um, and it's just I love the way they interact. They, you know, they, it, it in, in a short amount of time, you're like. I love this relationship. I love this family. You know, I want to see more of it. And I hope they do produce more of this stuff, not just as backstory, because it is, you know, more so than, than a lot of other places. And this is kind of a hard thing to say, but more so than the relationships between, you know, like Nightwing and Connor and Donna Troy and stuff like that. This feels like a, a worthy successor to, you know, the Trinity that we have now. Yeah, no, it really does. I, and I, every story just landed it, you yeah. know, and I, and I loved how, you know, every story gave us another aspect of her. Uh, I just, man, it was so good. The, you know, the, the story where there's, I think it's the last story in the book where they're, uh, she's being tested. Right. And in order to get through these doors, you know, she needs, she needs the help of, of John and Damien to get through. And, you know, they're, she she needs John to hold the hand of this statue and the door will only remain open while he's holding the hand of the statue. And the 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 hitch is that it will cause tremendous pain. So she selects John because, you know, he's Superman. And, you know, he's like, oh, I think I got this. And I mean, the minute he touches the hand, I mean, he hasn't even really grasped the hand yet. He's screaming, you know, and I'm just like, yikes. Uh, it, it, I, I really dug the book. I dug yeah. the book a lot. I, I, I want to see more. I want to, I want to, you know, find out more about Trinity. Yeah. Agreed. And this is, this is the whole totality of everything that I'm familiar with that you've published yeah. on the character. So, you know, don't feel like you've had that you've missed anything or you need to pick up something to get more like this feels like every page of Trinity I've seen so far. And I hope, I hope Wayne did pick it up because Trinity feels like she's custom written. Yeah. For for Wayne, I I know we're about to talk about Cobra, but I want to deviate for just a moment because I I, I noticed it in my library and you and I oh, haven't talked about it. <laughs> uh, did you pick up Thrawn Alliance, Paul? I have not. Was it good? Yeah, it was. Okay, I will have to pick it up. I, I, it, I, I saw it, but I didn't pick it up. You know, it's actually written by Tim Zahn. Oh, really? 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, well, maybe and I'll pick that up then. It's uh, you know, the secret origins of uh, of you know Admiral Thrawn 
and when he's walking around with a younger Darth Vader. So that's a that's oh. Grand Admiral Thrawn to you, sir. I'm sorry. Wait, I believe. Well, not at this point Grand in his career, Admiral. right? He doesn't become Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, that's correct. until he he's, comes back from. Yeah, uh, yeah he's just from, Bubba Thrawn at this point. <laughs> he's Bubba Thrawn. <laughs> Bubba Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> Is he carrying around a bottle of shine with him? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> at all times. At all. Times. But it's good. I I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. I will. Uh, I, I I just. I, just now added it to my cart and uh look at you look just at like you. that over here selling comics that's right <laughs> well but you know speaking of selling comics so aaron before we <laughs> we recorded asked me hey you know i see you, you you're all your love on on duke duke number two came out this past week cobra commander came out the week before that he's like should i pick it up and i had a hard time saying yes because as much as i adore everything about this energon universe Aaron's not a Transformers fan, and all of these books are very closely tied to that mythology, like very closely tied. I mean, um, I'm not a huge Transformer guy either, but I do love some G.I. Joe. Have you been picking up? Did you pick up the other Transformers issues? I picked up the first four Transformer issues. I don't know yeah. if that's current or not. Yeah, it is. OK, yes, then I'm yeah. current. Yeah, I mean, it's, so the, the origin of G.I. Joe is is basically tied in with the Transformers reveal on Earth um, in this universe. And I love that about it. But I got to say, you know, I, I, I grew up I grew up as a fan of both, but I was always a bigger G.I. Joe guy. But, you know, my, my toys were G.I. Joe yeah. um, more so than Transformers. And, you know, I certainly watched the G.I. Joe cartoon um, more than Transformers. And partially, I, I bet you that's just because the toys were cheaper. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I. You know, but now we we have the first issue of Cobra Commander, two issues of Duke out. Andrew, you got caught up, and I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. So I will say I've not read Duke number two yet because my comic book uh, store had sold out of it. So you know, oh. first world problems there. Uh, but I very much enjoyed Duke number one and Cobra Commander number one. Uh, you know, the whole Duke storyline of of basically him. Uh, losing his mind somewhat because he sees a transformer and everyone around him denies it. And, you know, he can't get anywhere with the government. Him going, going on those is a amazing kind of uh, uh, origin story for Duke. Um, it is it's very born. Um, you know, I don't remember the name of the first, born identity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of got that type of action to it. Um, you know, with the government chasing him, I really like it. Yes. And then, you know, I, I was excited. I, I will eventually issue two i'm sure but at the end of issue one they introduce you know rock and roll and stalker uh, mm-hmm. are showing up and i i assume that they're going to come around to duke's way of thinking eventually if not an issue two then then soon uh but you know i, I like it and cobra commander who i've always kind of found kind of a whiny little coward right you know in all the mm-hmm. comics uh you know in the cartoons he's always retreat retreat uh, i like this take of a more aggressive physically capable cobra commander that they introduced in cobra commander number one and that was one thing they actually say in the back matter of Cobra Commander is they, you know, they wanted to introduce a Cobra Commander that was formidable. Right. Um, yeah, not 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 quite the coward one. We, 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 yeah, <laughs> that, that, yes, yeah. correct. Um, and they, they, I think they did a good job. Now, I feel like the first issue for any long-term G.I. Joe fans may be a little controversial. It depends on how attached you are to the prior continuity, right? If you're yeah. really, if you've spent years learning it and then they're going to turn its head, I'm sure you'll be upset about it. But if you're a little more flexible uh, and consider it as a reboot, um, then I think you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, and the first few issues have been out, for, or the first issue has been out for a few weeks now. So I think it's okay for me to say that, you know, Cobra Commander's origin from the start is tied to Cobra Law. Yes. Um, 
And, you know, that that in the original series wasn't really introduced until the movie and people didn't some people didn't care for it. Right. Um, I really, really like how it's tied into from the start in this book. Yeah, I think it's it, well, you know, it's one of those things where they tag things on over time that with the reboot, they can put it all together uh, yeah. in a cohesive whole from the start, which is, I think, a, a nice touch, uh, a nice way to do it. So uh, I'm down for it. Like I said, I'm not a huge Transformers guy, but I enjoyed the G.I. Joe books enough that I bought the first four issues of Transformers. So, yeah. And I love that they're, you know, right now there's three books. There's four, but I'm not reading Void Rivals and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Yeah, I'm not reading um, that either. But, you know, we've got essentially three books. So you've got Duke, which just came out this past week. Transformers issue five comes out on February 14th. Cobra Commander comes out February 21st. Um, so I, and they're, they're, I, I, I like how this mythology is building up. Um, and I am I am all in on this Energon universe. And as long as they keep it to a reasonable number of titles, uh, I would love that. Because yeah, I wouldn't know, say go over four. Like four is probably good at most because you know, most. For, for me. You know, I don't go into the the buying physical comic books now. I can't just go in and buy twenty books because I literally run out of space in my house if I do I, that every week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what else there, Andrew? Of digital? Yeah, just just downloading Kindle and, and reading the shit there. Yeah, I can't do it. We've had this discussion. <laughs> I'm not going to rehash it now, but uh, <laughs> so like I just can't go into these big Marvel and DC things. So that's one of the reasons I I, I like the the Energon universe. It's three books. I can a month. I can handle that. Uh, you know, if I had, a, you know, with this new Ghost Machine universe, you know, give me two or three titles there. I can start reading from the beginning. Uh, hopefully there won't be a bunch of, of offshoots and special events. And, and it's manageable with a physical uh, collection. I Whereas, understand there's going to be a big Ghost Machine crossover stop with it. the Energon universe and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All three of them. Stop. <laughs> stop. It. You're going to make me cry. And the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, I'm out. Now I'm out. In Space Man? In Space Man? No, in X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> Uh, uh you know it's it's it is a downside and you know I, i've made a decision not to do this because i i dislike what amazon has done to comiXology but there's there's downsides to it like they sell out of the book you want yep. and yeah. i have to figure out what to do with all these uh pieces of uh paper here um oh you know one thing that i do like is i randomly find these things they have a saturday morning adventures dungeons and dragons comic book that idw puts out from the original television show oh, back really? in the, uh, I guess, what, 80s it was? I've not seen that offered digitally. Uh, yeah, check for it under IDW. I, I picked oh. up, apparently, it was, this was issue one, but apparently there was like a four-issue series before this one uh, that starts it out. But, uh, you know, it's always fun seeing Hank and Eric and, and the rest of the gang. Uh, uni. Anyway, cool. just thought I'd stick that in there at the end. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Well, next week in comic shops, it's uh, it's I, I would say it's a little bit of a lighter week. We get uh, the newest issue of Batman, which is the start of the Joker Year One. Um, I, I saw the pre the the preview pages this week in the DC books. Yeah, I gotta say it looks pretty good. It does look it pretty. Looks, good. I, I'm, I grudgingly say it looks pretty good. <laughs> so I, 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 I will I, I will check it out. I, I will say I have been enjoying the Chip Zdarsky Batman book. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they've they figured out a way to uh, to, to bring me in to the storyline um, more than I felt like they they started, but right. it, it's been good. Um, so th- I, that is coming out. I may let you be the canary in the coal mine. That one. Okay, I'm just saying. 
Well, and from Marvel Comics, we get the final issue of the latest Alien miniseries from Declan Shalvey as the Mm. writer. Mm. Um, We also get the latest issue of Thanos from Christopher Cantwell. And I I actually haven't read the second issue yet, but I enjoyed the first issue. Mm -hmm. um, So I need to get caught up on that. Uh, But the big new release uh, for next week is Ultimate Black Panther number one from Brian Edward Hill and Stefano Caselli in that new Ultimate Invasion universe that Jonathan Hickman has set up. I do like some Stefano Caselli. Yeah, me too. So, he's, yeah. you know, he's he's done some great stuff. So yeah. I'm I'm on board to, to check I out the first issue. Be, I imagine he'd be a great Black Panther artist because he's so good on Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, you know. So I, you know, I think he's he's great at you know drawing the the agility and the the nimbleness of those characters. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Well, hey, we want to know what you're looking forward to next week. Give us a call or I'm sorry. Don't give us a call. Don't do that. Cause <laughs> our, we don't, we don't answer the phone anymore. <laughs> Send us an email at funnybooks at iomgeek.com. And if we use your comment on the show, you could want a coveted valuable ideology of madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media at I O M geek on Facebook, Instagram, or X. What a deal. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to doing this all over again next week. How about you guys? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Definitely. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.